This is the Mark Stucheski Podcast. Thomas Hare is co-founder and chief content officer of the Performance Driven Marketing Institute, a not-for-profit trade or association serving companies in performance and direct-to-consumer marketing. He spent two decades serving the industry from 2001 to 2018 as editor-in-chief of Response Magazine and the past three years in his current role. Thomas, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you, Mark. Really appreciate it. Good to be here. And I will share with the listener that this is history making on the show because I just met Thomas yesterday and actually two days ago, and now he's on the show and that never happens. I just happen to have a last minute cancellation. Normally guests have to wait four months. So, uh, Thomas, maybe you should play the lottery tonight. Yeah, right. It's my turn, right? <laughs> hey, look, at someone's got to win, right, after all that money? Hey, it's not zero in a million. It's one in a million, right? hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. So you're in the direct response marketing, and I remember when I was fired from my corporate job back in July 2005, direct response mail was the thing. Facebook was a baby. Twitter was a baby. There was no Instagram or TikTok or Snapchat or any other platform. That I'm aware of. And one of the ways I promoted my uh, speaking business back then was I would go to other events and I would say, hey, not my speaking event, my I would go promote my photography business. I would go to speak at organizations because I didn't really everyone's doing email marketing and everyone's doing direct response. But now here we are, July 9th, 2021. Now direct response apparently is making a comeback because you know, your social media ads are overloaded, you know, everyone's doing email marketing and it's an outlier when you do direct response marketing. So let's start at the beginning because I want to make sure we don't assume anyone, we, we don't want to assume people understand what we're talking about. So what is direct response marketing? Uh, it's right there in the name. Um, any kind of marketing or advertising campaign that is meant to elicit a direct response from a consumer, whether that's to buy the product, to uh, generate a lead. Um, you know, a lot of times you look at uh, uh, realty or insurance or whatever, you're not gonna sell an insurance policy directly over the TV or through a piece of direct mail, but they wanna generate that lead and get you to call in or respond via an email or, or a visit to a website. Um, so it's, it's any kind of advertising that's, that's meant to elicit that kind of immediate response from a consumer. Um, as you said, it's really gone across the board. Uh, I mean, I think the, the oldest uh, version of direct response is direct mail. Uh, then you got radio came along in the, in the 40s, 30s, 40s. A lot of direct response advertising back then. Television started with literally direct response campaigns read by hosts of variety shows and television If you, going way back then. Um, so, you know, it's been across all media and Digital has taken it to the nth power. Um, you know the the, the kind of data, um, the kind of uh, tracking capabilities, all that kind of stuff. But like you said, it's come full circle. Um, a lot of companies that got their start now as a direct and consumer advertiser in the digital realm find that they reach a wall um, in scaling up for their product or their service, and then they have to go back into traditional media like radio, TV, print. Uh, to get the scale that they're looking for to, to to really grow their business. 
It's amazing to me when I look back when Instagram first came out, there were no ads. Now there's ads. There's ads on Facebook. There's ads everywhere. And I'm one of these weird people that my wife and I, we don't have cable or satellite. And we only subscribe to Apple TV Plus, which has no ads. And we record all our shows, our network shows, because we live in Houston. We're really close to the antennas and we use TiVo. I don't watch commercials. So when someone says to me, hey, have you heard about the new Batman movie or the new Superman movie or the new Avengers movie? I literally have to go to the iTunes store and look at the, the, the trailers because I don't like ads. And one of the reasons why there's a lot of popular podcasts I don't listen to, I don't like because I run every day for 30 to 45 minutes. I don't want to hear an ad. So now I'm back to listening to audiobooks because there's no ads in audiobooks. Probably going to come that way some point in the future. I'll stop listening to those as well. But I know that advertising is where it's at. Okay. Mm -hmm. If you don't advertise, whether you're commenting on social media or doing direct mail or radio, it doesn't matter. No one's going to know you exist. You, you cannot just build something and expect people will come. That's true. And, you know, a couple of things about, about, about what you said there. One, you're becoming less and less of an outlier. Um, we ran a story in our newsletter this week uh, about the expectation that cord cutters, uh, which are people who have gotten rid of their cable, and cord nevers, which is the younger generation who never had cable, are going to outnumber cable subscribers by the end of this year in America. Wow. Um, and so that is that is a huge thing. And that's why when you look at all these different streaming opportunities beyond just Apple TV and Apple TV plus and to the Netflixes and the Disney pluses and all these ones that have come along. Um, the question about ad supported versus non ad supported is a big deal. Now we also had a, a story in our newsletter that people are trending towards more ad supported in their streaming uh, options because there's a value proposition there. They can get a discount on their, on their subscription if they take the ads and people are used to ads for the most part, you know, the average consumer um, uh, it has, has gotten so used to ads and, and so many of them actually rely on ads to get the information that you're talking about. So, you know, if I could, I would say this. If I could, I would do everything I could to get rid of ads on Facebook, this, that and the other and all of my media. But it's my job to know what those ads are. So I can't. I actually am probably more open to advertising and marketing and um, and collection of my data than I, than I, than I would be if I wasn't in this position. I understand why people don't want to want, don't want to have that happen and then want to avoid ads. But yes, of course, like, you know, there's only one way to get your word out there. Uh, and whether you start on social media or whether you're a big corporate with that, with a brand new product that you can start on television with a big campaign, that's the only way to do it. Now, streaming and connected TV advertising. Now, connected TV is slightly different streaming. Connected TV is your Roku's. You know, you basically have the TV itself that is connected to the internet. Um, connected TV advertising is the biggest growth area in advertising right now, by a long, long way. Um, and that's that's going to continue uh, for the foreseeable future, especially as we see those cord never and cord cutter numbers continue to rise. Hey. You, listening to the Mark Stuchowski podcast, thank you so much for doing so. I really appreciate it. But are you a Mark Stuchowski insider yet? This is my free email newsletter, and you can sign up right now by going to mrproductivity.com, M-I-S-T-E-R, mrproductivity.com. 
Well, I love uh, streaming services because for me, I pay $4.99 a month for Apple TV Plus. And the reason why I chose Apple TV Plus because it's all original programming. They they don't license anywhere. If you want to watch the award-winning shows, you have to go to Apple TV Plus. But I don't like the commercials. And I like the fact that I can watch it whenever I want. I, I'm 56 years young. And I remember back in the day, you had, remember record albums? You look like you remember record albums. There's one oh, yeah. good song on the record. You buy the whole whole album or the 45. Now, artists are forced to create better content because you can go to Apple Music or Spotify or Pandora and just listen to the song you want, which I think mm-hmm. forces better quality. But I want to something else I'm doing with my podcast, and I got this idea from Brendan Burchard. It's probably not the first one that did it. Is I have I think 20 second mid rolls in every podcast episode, and that's not long too long you can't fast forward it so it just it comes in the middle it's just it's basically follow me on instagram or facebook or uh, become a mark stucheski insider on my website i think and i'd like to know your thoughts on this i think shorter ads like on youtube you you turn on youtube unless you pay for youtube was it youtube premium without the ads it's only 15 seconds i think if you keep it 15 to 20 seconds or less i think people will tolerate the ads but some of these ad reads i've seen on podcasts or heard on podcasts, they're like three, four minutes long. And I'm like, I'm not listening to that. What are your thoughts? Do you think advertisers should think about shorter ads to be more effective? So it's funny, uh, you know, YouTube at one point, and I would say this probably four or five years ago, was trying to get people to get down to six second ads. Um, And there, you know, there is some value to that. uh, But I think they found that those were just too short for a bevy of advertisers, you could really only get branders to buy into six second ads, because six seconds is enough to explain who you are. But if you're Coca Cola, and you just say Coca Cola for six seconds, you're good, right? (laughs) Um, You know, uh, but so I think you're you're hitting the sweet spot there that between 15 and 30 is the best new ad link. And that's true on television. Now we see a lot of 15 second ads on TV as well. Um, but yes, I think, I think the digital aspect is driving that, whether you're talking about podcast or um, the YouTube of the world. Um, I mean, I know Hulu uh, as a, as a streamer has a lot of 15 to 30 second inventory. Um, you, you, you are definitely finding business. And again, of course, a lot of this is driven by social media, because uh, Instagram started out with 15 second ads, correct? So it's really um, at the at the end of the day, it's it's really about uh, getting that message across in a much more uh, quick fashion. I agree with you that if you listen to podcasts um, and you get these these things at the start of a. Po- I was listening to one the other day, and it was like four minutes of ad read at the start, at the head of it. And I'm just like, guys, I mean, I can't do another one minute ad here at this point in time. I just want to hear the show. I tuned in for the show. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so that's that, that can make it really, really tough on a listener. Um, the funny thing is, is that when we go back to the first question um, and then I'll, I'll wrap up, wrap up this point. But the first question you had about, um, you know, full circle is a lot of the direct and consumer advertisers who are starting online, who start on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, you name it, their first tread into what they consider traditional advertising is often podcast. And you can hear that when you listen to the podcast advertisers. It's the blue aprons. It's the it's it's these direct to consumer um, opportunities. It's those types of companies that really are, are making hay and once they have success there, then they tread next up to TV. And it's like the stair-step proposition. So 
podcast on on your end of the deal, podcast advertising is really hot for that group of people. What we're running into as listeners is that if you have a uber successful podcast, say like Armchair Expert with Dax Shepard or you know whatever it might be, you're getting like just bombarded with ads three, four minutes at a time. And what was a 40 minute podcast is now 56 minutes. It's like a TV show. Think about an hour TV show. An hour TV show is only 44 minutes of content. Yeah. Well, now you're getting hour, hour podcasts. They're only 40 minutes of content. So it's an, yeah, it's an interesting proposition. It's interesting. About a year ago, I heard Tim Ferriss say that uh, he's going to try an experiment. He's going to get rid of all the ads. He's just going to put them in his newsletter. He's going to have an ad-free show. And people actually rebelled. They said, we look forward to the ads because we, we get exposed to a lot of products. Now, for me, now this is me. This is Mark Stuchowski talking. I don't like ads. I know the Paro ads. But Joe Rogan can get away with 10 minutes of ads in the beginning of the show. He's got one of the top podcasts in the world. But when I listen to a Joe Rogan podcast, and I do from time to time, I know skip, 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 skip until I hear that that Siri intro about this is the Joe Rogan podcast. I yeah. skip all that stuff because if I'm out on a 30-minute run, I don't want to listen to 10 minutes ad for the for the first 10 minutes. It's crazy. But he can get away with it. And you know, it's funny you talk about podcasting because I see so many people getting in the space of podcasting not to serve the audience. They're getting into it for the money. And I'm like if you're getting into podcasting, Facebook, Instagram, and you're serving, you're chasing the money first, I think you're going about it wrong. I think you need to serve people first. What do you think about that? Yeah, I, I agree completely. You have to, I mean, you have to bring value. It's any, like any content, doesn't matter where it exists, podcasts, traditional radio, TV, uh, movie theaters. You have to bring value. The movie has to be good. The film has to be good. The 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 host has to know what he's talking about on a podcast. The host the host has to be engaging. The guests have to be good. I mean, you're not going to sell any ads against a podcast that no one listens to because the content's no good, right? Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, I mean, I think you're right. I think there are. I mean, I think that is a lot of that is driven by the the, the big podcast companies, mm-hmm. and they're like, look, we can just plug especially lately, we can just plug like X celebrity in and say, talk for an hour a week. Right. And it's going to be, and we'll just sell ads against it and it's going to be awesome and whatever, but it's not, it's not, you know, I will say though, like to you, to, to the point about, uh, about what you made about Rogan and people want, and what you said about Tim Ferriss and then the people wanting the ads, there is very there are very few things of more value, and this goes back to radio than than the the host read ad. Yes, um, you know if people trust their host, doesn't matter if it was Don Imus, Howard Stern, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. If people trust their host, and it's a host read ad. There's nothing more valuable than that. Mm-hmm. So, if a Rogan or a Ferris has these rabid listeners, and he says X Y Z product is the is the product, boom, boom, boom. You know, that's the thing. So that that's that's, you know, it's it's a real it's a real push and pull. And where's the balance? Yeah. And we, we all seen those trailers uh, every once in a while. And I'm bored. I'll just go to my iTunes app and my Apple TV and I'll just watch trailers. And we've all at least one. Everyone has seen at least one movie with a trailer was awesome. And then you go get the movie. And you're like, what's the, they put all the good parts of the trailer. We've all seen that movie and we mm. all heard that podcast where you read the description. Oh my gosh, this is gonna be awesome. And you get on, you list the podcast. 
hello, this is a podcast. Like, what? What? What just happened right now? Because what they did, they went to some organization, they souped up the promo, and then you listen to it, and it feels like a bait and switch. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's that's true in any any format. Um, I think uh, podcast is so hot right now um, with advertisers, with media companies that you're just getting more and more of that, and and a lot of the you know, it, but like any any other medium. All that will come out in the wash. The, the, the cream will rise to the top. The best stuff is going gonna, is gonna to continue. A lot of these things are going to fade out and go away. You know, I mean, look, there's reason that there's bad TV shows that have one season, yep. right? Even on streaming now. I mean, like I, I read a story this week about uh, Netflix canceling four different shows. Three of them were one season. One of them was two seasons. You know, Netflix just isn't going to just spend a boatload of money on shows that, that aren't getting what they want out of them. And the same thing is going to happen with you know, as people make exclusive deals with Spotify or other podcast outlets, iHeart or whatever it is, yeah. if it doesn't sell, it's going to be gone. You know, and then that's the danger. That's the danger of getting a little too big for your britches as a podcast host, maybe is thinking, oh, I can sign an exclusive with Spotify and I'm going to be set for life. Well, you better bring the goods if you're going to do that because they will cancel you quick. Hey there, it's Mark, and I just want to hop in here real quick to invite you to follow me on both Facebook and Instagram. I'm really easy to find there. Just go to the search and type in Mr. Productivity. Two words, Mr. Productivity, on Facebook and on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, they will. And, you know, we live in an age now with streaming. Most people have access to the Internet, and so... You look at the Apple TV Plus, Hulu, Netflix, uh, HBO Max, Amazon Prime Video. That's on the video side. You have a countless number of podcast hosts. And even though you have all these choices, it still goes back to the point you just made very well. People don't want to listen to crap, okay? They will not listen to crap. They will not tolerate crap. Like, I care about my audio for my listeners. I could have the best guests in the world. Now, the exception to that, if you were Richard Branson, and you were on your island and you had a poor cell reception, people will listen to that because it's Richard Branson or it's Oprah Winfrey. But for the most of the world, we got to have good audio. You have to have good content. One of the things I do is when, whether it's on Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn or my podcast, I'm always trying to deliver the value. I believe if you deliver value to the listener or to the viewer, that is going to be more beneficial than if you create an ad, a Facebook ad, drive it to content that's crap. You agree? A 100%. 100%. You can't, you can't, you, you can't, you can't dupe listeners for too long, mm-hmm. right? Um, people will tune in. I know. I mean, look, I've tried uh, like, like, like many, many millions of people, especially in the last 18 months, the statistics show that we have all tried to listen to a lot more podcasts than we did prior to the pandemic. Um, you know, it was a big question, like, were people listening to podcasts in their car on their commute and were podcasts really going to fizzle during the pandemic? The answer was hard no. Podcasts went huge. It turns out people like listening to them in their home office. But I've tried, a, I've tried dozens of podcasts in the last year and a half. And maybe five or six are the ones that I still consistently listen to because the content's good. The content's what I want. I, you know, if I if I know a show is going to bring me laughs that, and that's what I want out of it, I'm listening to it. If I know a show is going to make me think and that's what I want, I'm going to listen to it. Um, if there's no, if the content isn't of value, I'm I'm out. I might give it two. I might give it two episodes. Um, and as looking at that from an advertising perspective, 
And as you look at advertising become more important in podcasts for the most part, that's going to become even more important. The content has to be there to put the ads against it to sell. If the content's not there, you're not selling. Yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent. And that's why like my mid rolls on my podcast, I don't sell my coaching because I want people to get on my, in my list. Okay. Because you can't really sell a, a high ticket item in 20 seconds. What I want to do is begin the relationship. And I think a lot of people, whether it's social media or direct response or podcasting, they're, they're trying to skip the relationship building. And it goes back to that old thing. We all heard people do business with people they know, like, and trust. And you got to build a relationship. You can't just say, Hey, I'm Mark Chesky. Buy my course. You're like, who are you again? And I think people, they, they just want to skip the line. They want to go to the front of the line. They want to make the big money. They see Joe Rogan, $10 million, $100 million, whatever he sold with Spotify. But that's an outlier. Most people have to provide value. Now, Joe does provide value. Tim Ferriss does provide value, but you can't skip the line. You have to build the relationship. And I see too many people just want to skip that part. Oh, no doubt about it. Um, you know, and it's funny, you know, what you're doing is lead generation. You're when you do those mid rolls, you're creating an interest. You're, you're creating an interest to your show. And then you're saying, Hey, if this is awesome and if this is interesting to you, come check out a little more. Um, let's keep the conversation going. That's the, and, and, and that's, that's what you're trying to do. Um, and so many people, uh, these days, they, they're, you know, immediate gratification. We're going to immediately sell you something. And it's like, well, you know, uh, meanwhile, uh, on the other end of it, when we do, uh, our trade shows and our webinars that we provide, uh, for our, for our customers and for our, our members and, and our, our market, the two words, customer experience, those two words ha keep getting talked about for the last five years over and over and over. So the smart marketers are out there and they are trying to, to curate an experience that will bring the customer up into their funnel, eventually come into, come into sales, but also drive that customer into the situation where they become an outlet um, and they become someone who's also marketing that product because they're happy not only with the product or the service, but they're happy with their experience with that product or service or brand. You know, um, and as as more professional marketers and 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 more in depth marketers and the direct consumer marketers, the ones who have had this experience of creating these relationships for decades and decades and decades, gain more power. Um, that can, that customer experience becomes more important. So the folks who are really just trying to jump from now to sale are are, are mistaken, and 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 they're just not they're not going to have the success that they could have. I also think that when you have when you do have ads on your podcast, for example, you got to make sure they're congruent with your message. So, like I've heard so many Audible ads, so many ZipRecruiter ads, so many Zoom Zoom Legal, and I think they're just getting those ads because. Anybody can advertise those products, but I, I think if you're really going to truly serve your audience, like Tim Ferriss does, he makes sure he only talks about stuff that's congruent and can benefit the audience. If you're just going to grab anyone that allow you to share anything on your show, you may confuse your listeners. You may lose your audience and say, what does that have to do with what you're talking about? So I think there has to be, we have to have a conversation, not just on this podcast, but as, as content creators do the ads, are they congruent with our message? Talked about 
Talk about that. Yeah, I mean, look, you're always going to have advertising that's just everywhere, right? Um, and that's one of the hard things with, uh, if you, uh, let me step outside the podcast and say in the streaming world right now, if you watch anything on streaming that has ad, ad support to it, um, a lot of times you get fed the same ad like six times in the, in the, in, in the hour. like, And, and that, that gets annoying, you know? It's like, come on, like, because that's the only company that's bought the ad or at least the only three companies that bought the ad. And it is, it's big advertisers, like you mentioned. Same thing's happening in podcasts. But you know, you are a brand. You, Mark, you're a brand. You're not, you're, you, this, this podcast is your brand, right? This is who you are. This is what you want to talk about. This is the ideas that you want to get out there and share in the world. This is your brand. And the best, if you ever did decide to go that route and put advertising in your show, the best success is going to come to those advertisers who are aligned with the ideas of your brand. You know, if they're aligned with the same concepts as as the brand that they're advertising on, that creates success. There's no question about it. So, you know, if if you're if you're Ferris, you can do something like that because everyone knows what your brand is. Everyone knows what your jam is. Like this is who you are, and they're you know, and so brands that that make sense with that are going to resonate right there. Um, you know, and the good news is I think that for someone like him is that there's a lot of brands out there that want to resonate with them. Some of them maybe think they resonate and don't, but a lot do. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's a lot of value in finding, and finding a like match between content and product for sure. Well, listen, you gave us a lot to think about today. It was an incredible conversation where can people go to find out more about you and the dent you're putting in the universe yeah um so uh, performance driven marketing institute is uh, the pdmi.com uh that's our that's our group uh we're a membership organization not for profit we work for on on behalf of the folks who work in performance and direct consumer marketing again like we said at the start been doing this for 20 years writing content uh doing trade shows etc cetera, etc cetera. our next trade show is in san diego in october our first trade show in two years in person nice. um and uh we're very excited about it so is the industry uh, as we come out of the pandemic, uh, and that's really that's 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 the key. We can you can find us there. Um, we have a lot of expertise in that in that area, uh, particularly in the media centric area of that. So you know, talk about the media outlets, the media agencies, and how all of that kind of advertising comes together. That's that's one of our key key areas, as well as dealing with government regulation and all that other stuff uh, that comes across into that space. So the PDMI.com. Okay, Thomas, thank you so much for being on the show today. Absolute delight having you here. Thank you so much, Mark. Take care. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for your time and attention for listening to this episode of the Mark Stuchowski podcast. Hey, are you a Mark Stuchowski insider yet? This is my free email newsletter where I will send you value multiple times a week. And I promise you, every time I send an email out to my insiders, it always has value. So if you want to sign up, absolutely free. Just head on over to mrproductivity.com, M-I-S-T-E-R, mrproductivity.com.